we stop and think about it, we realize that there are two kinds of faith. The first is what we call inherited faith. This is the faith of our family, our parents, grandparents, and so on. The second is the faith of the convert. In other words, the faith of someone who has chosen to believe. This person has used reason and philosophy. They have studied dogma and all the traditions and sacraments of the church. They read the gospel or the good news of Christ Jesus. They want to live their life according to his teachings. You might imagine there was an important difference between these two kinds of faith. One who has inherited faith has an advantage. They have an advantage as they aren't easily tempted. Even when confronted with arguments against the church, their faith remains strong. This has probably more to do with family piety or tradition than anything else. No, their faith is not well-reasoned or even thought out. Their faith is due to habit and routine. The convert, on the other hand, also has an advantage. For these people, their faith is a personal choice. As I said earlier, they discover God through reason. Because of this, their faith is also strong. But if faith is learned only through reason, it's also vulnerable. For logic can go both ways. Through strong and contradictory arguments, one can easily abandon one's faith. So faith is to withstand intellectual tenets. It needs to be grounded. Grounded in something other than personal experience. So if we stop and think about it, the best kind of faith is a combination. A combination of these two. Learn faith, faith by choice, and inherited faith, faith of family tradition. This person has a tradition of family, but they also read and study. In other words, they think things out for themselves. They pray and reflect and read the gospel, and they make it relevant to their life. Nevertheless, each and every generation needs to be converted anew. Inherited or not, secondhand faith can become very empty. He said that many who go to church are merely baptized pagans. In other words, they come late and they leave early. They're simply going through the motions, so to speak. The question that Jesus asked his disciples in this morning's gospel is one of the most important. It's important for concerns his identity. Who do people say I am, he asks. The answers come back, all of them wrong. Then he turns to Simon Peter and says, who do you say that I am? And Peter answers, you are the Christ. Christ meaning the Messiah. St. Matthew adds to this, putting Peter's answer like this. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
like Simon Peter, all of us need to come up with our own answer of who Christ is for us. And we need to do this if we are to truly witness a Christ-filled life, an authentic Christian life. And no, it's not okay to repeat official answers, to use dogma as an excuse or habit. We need to make the faith our own for it to be alive or to influence our lives. And our parents' faith is not our own. We need to walk the journey ourselves. For to grow in an understanding of faith, we need to have personal conviction. And the more people who have such belief, the better church we have, the more it's grounded on rock. It's very clear that Simon Peter did not understand the meaning, the meaning of what he said in this morning's gospel. Yes, he called Jesus a Messiah, but he refused to accept him as one who would suffer. In other words, that Jesus would save us not through power and strength, but through weakness and vulnerability. And the linchpin in all this is that to be a true Christian is not easy. One must deny oneself. One must become servant of all. The last shall be first. Yes, Peter made the perfect profession of faith. He hit the nail on the head. But when he came to living it out, to witness it in his life, he was a miserable failure. Let's not forget his denial of Jesus, not once, but three times. Let's not forget that Peter refused to acknowledge Jesus as a person. By the grace of God, may each one of us have the courage not only to profess our faith, but most importantly, to make it real in our lives. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny themselves take up their cross, and follow me. Whoever wishes to save their life shall lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake will save it.